Welcome to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast with me, your host, Dr. Morgan Anderson, clinical psychologist, relationship coach, love expert, creator of the ESL relationship method and athletic wear connoisseur. My mission is to help you raise your self-worth, have great relationships and step confidently into the next level of your life. Each week, two episodes will air featuring expert advice, live coaching, and tips showing you exactly how to improve your life and attract great relationships. You deserve to feel empowered, secure, and loved. So buckle up and let's get vulnerable. All right, guys, welcome to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast with me, your host, Dr. Morgan. And we have a very special guest with us today. His name is Ash Nike, and he is a relationship coach, reality TV personality. He's passionate about helping men and women find love. He has been in Melbourne for 20 years, and his background is in finance, nutrition, human science, sports and exercise, counseling, neuro-linguistic programming, neuro-coaching, and he's currently working on a diploma in neuropsychology. You guys, he is highly qualified here, and he also enjoys eating almond butter and practicing yoga, and I am just so excited to talk with him today. I want to welcome Ash onto the podcast. What's up, Ash? Hello, Morgan. How are you? Very well, thank you, and thank you so much for that uh, wonderful and eloquently explained bio. Thank you, you so much for it. that. You got <laughs> it. I'm so excited to have you on here. Uh, I'm so humbled to be here, and I'm, I am looking forward for, for that podcast right now, and thank you for having me on your show. Yes. And of course, you know, we know that you are on this season of 90 Day Fiance. And you guys, I have mm-hmm. to tell this story that I actually thought that Ash was a consultant because I saw that, oh, he's a relationship <laughs> coach. He's a consultant. Um, turns out he's a contestant on the show. <laughs> Which is correct, right? It's so great. So there's certain things that he won't be able to share with us, but some things that he can. So we're definitely going to learn about what that experience was like. But Ash, can you tell us a little background info and just share with us how you got into relationship coaching? Yeah, of course. Sure. You know, the funny thing is that I was never actually, um, I was never thinking of getting into such a realm before. So I started with finance and um, slowly that opened the doors to different, uh, different doors. But the reality is that it's only when uh, I got married very early. Uh, and um, when I got married, I had no clue of how uh, a relationship works, to tell you the truth. Um, very, I'm lucky that I have an amazing, I had amazing parents. My mom was an amazing woman. So what I've learned was from my mom. But I got in a relationship and um, we got married. We had a kid, uh, sorry, son. Um, I love my son, actually, by the way. But um, I had no idea of how a relationship works. So what happened is that um, we thought when we had our son, we, um, you know, we started diverging from each other. We started like growing apart from each other because mm-hmm. we didn't really know how to work as a team, as a couple. Though prior to that, we thought we knew everything, if that makes sense. But having a son changed the dynamic. So we didn't know how to connect. We didn't know how to communicate. We didn't know how to actually create and keep the passion still going. So we started diverging from each other. And after a year of marriage, uh, my son was still uh, a few months, we decided to, to, it was a mutual decision to, to, to move apart. And that was a very hard time in my life because I went from being a father, um, a dad, a father and a, a husband to now being a single dad. And I moved out of the house, of course. But um, that change really created a, a void because I was thinking, well, I'm, I'm, I, I'm doing all those studies. I thought I knew enough to be able to actually move forward in life. I seemed to be quite, um, you know, I was decent. We, were, we had everything that we wanted, but still I was in this position now at, uh, at 30. I'm 39 now. At 30, um, I was in this position that um, I am single. 
I am single dad and now I don't have a house. And now I have to restart my life again. So it was a challenging moment in, in life. And <clears throat> that really brought me to wanting to understand more about relationship, understand more about what works and what does not work. Mm. And that brought me to actually just, you know, leave Melbourne for a bit, for a few months to go to, to India, actually, which is a very, <laughs> very weird, lost place I thought I could be going, actually. So I went to India, um, the Himalayas, and I stayed in a few ashrams where I learned a bit of meditation, learned a bit of tantric way of living. Um, I became a healer while doing that. And, um, and that changed my philosophy and my perception of life. It was not the easiest part, of course, but it was creating that new reality, actually, at the same time. So came back and... Um, when I came back, I started implementing all those things, which is was which was challenging. But slowly, I started realizing that okay, I can reframe my my way of thinking by just changing a few things, little by little. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So by doing that, it got me more and more interested in a, a holistic approach towards relationship. Mm. And in doing that. Um, it, uh, so my friends started actually, that's how it started really. My, my friends who were married to, they started coming to me and asking me for your tips here and there. So I started giving them little advice without realizing where it was going to lead me. Mm. And uh, so, yeah. I, I love that. Advice. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> that's how that advice turned into them talking to their friends who started mm. just, especially, I think it was, I was connecting with men at that time. Because they were friends, they were mm. having some 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 challenges, and they were coming to me, and they were like, "Oh, this is what's going on, and what do you think it's gonna, you know, I should be doing?" And when I, when you share an advice, you have realities that you don't really know where it's going to go. <laughs> you right. have a purse. It's you're, you're talking from the point of what it would do to you, and you're sharing it to that person. But it turned out to be actually, most of the time, it turned out to be very positive. So that turned wow. into them talking to their friends. And then that's where the whole, the whole thing started. And um, then, of course, I uh, started working with couples. Yeah. Then it opened the doors to working with women. Wow. <clears throat> and, um, and lately, I'm starting to work back slowly with men again. And, and, um, and yeah, so that's pretty much as much just wow. to cram everything up. This is how I do it. Well, I know, approach. gosh, <laughs> it's such a, a long story, but I really appreciate <laughs> you being vulnerable and share, you know, compressing it down for us and, and telling us how, how you got here. And I love that you took something that was difficult in your life, you know, a struggle uh, of being separated from your, your first wife. Um, and you took that struggle though, and you it as kind of fuel for learning and gaining a whole new conscious awareness of relationships. So, and I, and I love that it just happened naturally, you know, it's something you wanted to do, you're good at it. And people just started coming to you. What, what a great story. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much, Morgan. It was actually very interesting, but yeah, this is how we are. That's where I am now. And right. so it's, yeah, I would not do anything different. That's for sure. I love it. You and I, you know, both as relationship coaches, I think we've talked about this. We're really passionate about what we do and really enjoy it. And I really feel that when I, when I talk with you, you really do um, feel very passionate about it and enjoy the work. I appreciate that. And, you know, it's interesting you said that word, you said a word before. It's um, how you can reframe something, actually. Mm -hmm. It's uh, rather than, um, that would be a very good uh, thing to, to, to emphasize on. Rather than playing the victim, um, mm -hmm. try to take a step back and see what is this teaching me right now. And, um, yes. you know, it's yes. Uh, what can I learn from that? And what I think I that's where, correct. Mm -hmm. That's where we can just maybe from that, a standpoint, create a new reality that is more beneficial for us mm -hmm. and uh, yes. live more in the now, yeah. Because so many people get stuck in the, what did I do wrong? They're very self-critical and they can't move into, okay, what did I learn from this? How can I move forward? Correct. Exactly. Spot on. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Right. Well, it's we such have a, so it's much. A, we have so much we can talk about. I love that. Oh, definitely. <laughs> I know. So Ash and I, we talked about a few things that we want to touch on. And 
you know, we want to get to understanding a bit more masculine and feminine energy and what it's like to be a partner to a more driven, career-oriented woman. Um, And then we also want to touch a little bit more on what it was like for him to be a relationship coach and on 90 Day Fiance. And then we're Mm -hmm. also hoping to get to how you can attract your ideal partner. So, so much, Ash. Um, That's true. Yeah. That's true. We might have to do a part two. We'll we'll see. (laughs) We'll try to put as much as possible and hopefully whatever we talk is going to just just fit in, just fit in right. I love it. But let's start with, I want to talk about masculine and feminine energy and how that shows up in our relationships. And just a little backstory. I think this first became very clear to me because I am a very driven career oriented person, always have been, you know, I wake up at five in the morning and I'm in the gym and I plan my days out and, you know, I'm very, very driven. Um, And I once dated someone who was, you know, not that way um, and kind of happy in his career as a construction worker, which is a great job. Mm -hmm. Um, But the problem I ran into, Ash, is he said to me, I just would never want you to earn more money than me. I think that you're Mm -hmm. too driven. Mm. And that was, that was kind of eye opening to me. I think that was my first introduction to masculine and feminine energy and kind of the, the roles that we can play and how sometimes Mm -hmm. I think there are men that maybe struggle with allowing space for women to take on a more traditionally masculine role. Mm -hmm. What, what are your thoughts? I want to hear. No, I, I love that the, the, what you've shared right now is so important, so powerful, because this is what we are stuck in at the moment in this era. And uh, what um, your partner at that time shared with you was not wrong, was not right. But it, was the, it is the traditional model of the masculine energy that we are still stuck in. If that makes sense, I want to say, I want to say stuck in. We are, we are changing. We are moving mm-hmm. from that era now, but it is a very that patriarchal system that um, that uh, is has been omnipresent for the past centuries. When you think of a man, you think of a man who is the leader. You think of a man who is going to protect you, who is going to put a shelter under your your, your roof. This is the traditional way. Um, it's not right. It's not wrong. But mm-hmm. it's evolving now, and that mm-hmm. way of being and that's that patriarchal system is not really benefiting us in that DNH, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So what he shared is what he believes was right pertaining to what you know society, what um, the past or well, should, I should not mm-hmm. say the past, but how the traditional um, model was. Mm-hmm. But um, so he's, that person is still stuck in that model, and it's because the information the the the, the information is not being shared mm. loud enough among men to what among is really men. going on. Right. Correct. I'm I'm curious about this idea that you know I think you and I would both agree doesn't matter your gender, we both, are, all of us have masculine and feminine energy. We just tap into it in different ways. And perhaps men struggle a bit more with allowing themselves to tap into the feminine energy. Um, but right, there can be space in a relationship for two driven individuals, wouldn't you? I, I would feel that way. Would, would you agree? I would totally agree with you, and um, if you if you if you if you if you allow me to actually just uh, dive deep onto that, is um, if we go if we go to what's going on at the moment right now, and then we'll dive into the, that space area. If um, we're looking at an era where the feminine power is rising, that that rise of the feminine power is very apparent. And when I say the rise of the feminine power, is because if you are looking at um, if you're looking at um, the different uh, influential magazines that we have nowadays mm-hmm. in, uh, in the world, like Forbes, uh, whether it's Times, they are actually pushing that, uh, that future, that future which is female, 
Mm -hmm. the, you know, the women are, they are, they are taking, mm -hmm. they're taking the role of the, the leader in politics. They are taking the role of, um, the CEO of companies. So they want to be heard. They want to be seen. They want to be respected. And now uh, that matriarchal, uh, era is actually changing. It's mm -hmm. changing due, due to the fact that, um, that feminine power is rising. And where once the masculine was dominant, that masculine is, is has been, we are starting to question that era now. Mm. And, um, and, um, and that's the, that's the idea what's going on. Cause when you look at the theme of, for example, there's a theme that has, and people can, will relate to that right now. Cause there's a theme that, ha a theme that has been carried down throughout, throughout generation. And that's regardless of, uh, of culture. It's, um, it's the story of the, of the hero, which is usually, who's usually male. And what he does, he goes on a quest and he goes on a quest to sometimes save the kingdom or sometimes save the princess. And that's at the risk of his own life. And uh, his reward on that heroic journey is usually the, the, the beautiful princess. Mm -hmm. So there's always that reward that he will be coming back um, with, uh, that, um, with, uh, to, to claim the beautiful princess. Should I use the word claim? So when you look at our childhood and you look at what we were exposed to, what well, I was exposed to that, and I, I would say that, you know, I would assume a lot of us was exposed to that. The Disney movies depicts exactly that. The hero goes on a journey, they face adversity, mm. he, tr he triumphs and mm. wins the heart of the woman. And boom, boom, it's a massive box office, if that makes sense. Yes, and then the woman their only goal is to be hot enough and good enough for the man. <laughs> They're not going on a quest. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And uh, one thing that I usually share because they use uh, Shrek is an amazing movie, uh, an amazing way to explain that, but they didn't yeah. use a prince charming. They use someone else. It's like the everyday person, you know, we're talking through mm -hmm. an ogre. <laughs> mm -hmm. And, uh, and that's the thing, like you see the other, uh, the, the, the ogre, should I say, and I will just use the male here. Um, he's the savior. He's the problem solver. The woman becomes, if she cannot, if she's saved, She's the one who stays at home and looks after the kid right. and makes sure that the house is safe. So mm. that, that model has been the norm for centuries. It's been, it's been like that for centuries. But it's starting to change now. Starting to change. Mm -hmm. Correct. It's starting to change. And, and I feel like this, uh, this paradigm shift um, mm -hmm. is, is, um, is very important in, uh, in, in where we are at the moment. Yes. And, um, what, what used to be a men's land only is becoming female are doing the same role, mm -hmm. if not as well or better than men. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we have to accept that. So we have to be okay with that. But there's a few, I think as a man, when you think about it, or even as a woman, you, there will be some questions that may come into, into play. Like when you think of those things happening, that mm -hmm. paradigm shift, um, mm -hmm. You may be thinking, so how does that shift uh, towards independence, of course, and mm -hmm. equality of the gender mm -hmm. makes a relationship grow mm -hmm. and at the same time create a passion and commitment between the two. So right. those are the challenges we are facing mm -hmm. nowadays. And I think there's almost, you know, I, I know you and I have heard this term, conscious coupling. Um, mm. We think about intentionally showing up in relationships. And it, it really makes me think that we have to redefine what a secure attachment looks like now in a relationship because women used to get that security from, oh, the financial support. But guess what? Women are earning their own money now. So that mm -hmm. secure attachment has to shift. And women, you know, we need secure attachment as do men. Men need to feel needed, but it looks differently than it used to. Maybe it used to look like financial support. Well, hopefully now it can even, you know, include the emotional stability and really holding, holding space for each other. But I, I think it's, it's shifting. Totally, totally. And I what you've, uh, you've uh, brought forward right now is so powerful because the shift is uh, based on vulnerability. 
um, mm-hmm. that women are very aware of because you know I always share that a feminine energy can be can be can be assertive. Uh, when I say feminine energy and masculine energy, I feel like um, you know it's um, it, the polarity. Let's 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 uh, let's yeah. dive onto this one. Polarity yeah. is very is very is very interesting because it is important. Polarity attracts. Yes. Because when you think of a magnet, and I think you will you will you you, you know where I'm going with that. Yes. If you if you think of a magnet, positive negative, a positive positive. When you bring them together, they repel. They repel. Mm-hmm. Correct. Exactly. When you yes. bring a positive and negative together, they just boom attract. Yes. So we as human, because we are we are mind, body, spirit, and because we are energy, uh, frequency, and uh, and vibration, we are electrons, we are protons, we are neutrons. So we have that slight negative, slight pos- slight uh, area that is more negative, slight mm-hmm. area that is more positive. When I talk about slight area that is more negative or positive, I'm referring to one area that is a bit more feminine and one area that is a bit more masculine. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just a pattern in our molecular and, uh, and um, cellular system. Yes. So how do we bring that together to, to exist together rather than mm. separate us from that, from mm-hmm. that, um, from that, you know, from that realm? Yes. I love this so much. And I think this is where, yeah, being in tune with your partner because the energy that you're in will shift and it, it'll shift throughout the day, right? So being aware of what kind of energy you're bringing to your dialogue with your partner, your connection. And I think even being willing Correct. to communicate, you know, I've, I've done this where one person says, hey, I'm going to be the leader on this. I'm going to take the traditionally masculine role on this and be the mm. leader. And the other person is the supporter you know, whether it's um, a a trip that you're planning or something that you're doing, but kind of communicating about, okay, what role are you in, right? Because yeah, we can't be in both roles. I mean, both people can't be in the same role. It doesn't work. So being able to be flexible. Yeah. And that's um, that's both in whether it's a heterosexual relationship or a same-sex relationship. Thank you for it's, that because, yes, it doesn't matter, right? I mean, we all have each energy, yeah. Correct, yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, what you said right now is slowly, like, we're still uh, moving from that patriarchal um, system. I, mean, I always use patriarchal to matriarchal. But we are, we are seeing more like a matriarchal way of being. And we have to be super careful on that uh, change because we don't want to go back to how the patriarchs used to, to lead. Because right. we as men, we are, you know, if you look at the masculine energy, we are strength, assertiveness, focus, action-driven, um, determined, of course, mm-hmm. and leader-oriented. And we used to t- say that the feminine energy is um, passive, nurturing, um, creative, and mm-hmm. receptive. But what we are seeing right now is we're starting to recognize that when we talk about masculine and feminine, we are no more referring to people in male or female bodies. Right, exactly. Because, yeah, we embody both to a certain degree and uh, we can express them. So in a way we can say that um, men can be nurturing and caring and vulnerable, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, they can still be the the leader. They can still, when I say the leader, they can still have those qualities. Yes, we can have both. We don't need to put people into categories, right? We all possess both energies and it's the allowing, giving ourselves permission, society giving us permission to embody both and hold both energies. Exactly. And and what you said right now is it goes back to to how that is shifting. Um, and what I always bring that to is that model that we've been working on for centuries, for nearly 400 to 300 years, when we talk about the science behind it. So we are moving from a Newtonian way of being. That Newtonian way of seeing things is more where uh, everything is linear, everything is separate, mm-hmm. determined, and you can't be one and the other at the same time. You need to be, you have to have your side. You can't be mm. masculine and, and a bit of feminine. You can't be feminine with a bit of masculine. You have to be all masculine or feminine. That's a Newtonian way of being. Right. But 
lately we are seeing that 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 change and that changes um I use the word quantum a lot because um, quantum physics explains that quite well, but I've brought this to a relationship uh, level. And quantum is more seeing it as when two people come together, they are complementing each other. Mm-hmm. They want to connect with, with each other. They want to work together. And it's mm-hmm. because they are operating from a level of consciousness that is uh, a growth um, mm-hmm. way of seeing life. Yes. And... Um, yeah, and consciousness, like people say, oh, what is a conscious people? The, the re- a conscious people is someone who is just self-aware of, of mm-hmm. his emotion, his being, and what he, where he's going. Yes. And what, you know, there's, it's not that complicated to be conscious, but yes. we tend to complicate it. <laughs> we do, right. And I think there's a lot of numbing and avoidance and just a lot of hiding from that awareness. So... Yes, it is something that is not complicated, but but sort of hard to commit to. Correct, exactly right. Yeah. And uh, I think that's the, the most important uh, factor is to be yeah. open to the fact that uh, things are evolving and we're not trying to fix anything right now. We just, we're just evolving. Yes. And, uh, you know, it's, um, it's, it's how it is going. And rather than resisting it, because I feel like men... Men, men, because when you change from one paradigm to another, a new paradigm, that the people stuck in that old paradigm will fight the change, of course. Mm. And here, the change is going from being destructive. <laughs> if that makes sense, because we are men, we are we are destructive. We need women to bring us mm-hmm. to tell you the truth, mm-hmm. and we need that nurturing energy to just pull us back a little bit sometimes. Mm-hmm. And that is what's going on in the world. And that's how I see it is that we need that energy to come mm-hmm. in. Um, hence the reason why feminist movement has been such a, mm-hmm. such a big thing in the yes. past 50 years, after the World War II especially, yes. that has been arising. So uh, that's where we have to be careful now that um, it does not change into that uh, the same energy that it was before, but rather than yeah. that's it, that those two energies combine and find a way to, to blend each other in a way that they can work and, and complement and magnify each other's, you know, being. And that's where we have to be, yeah, we have to be a little bit more mindful of how we move forward. I love this, Ash. This is, I just nerd out on this stuff and I, I love that we've gone this deep on this topic um thank you so much for sharing your thoughts on that my pleasure so great and i want to shift a little bit and talk about oh my gosh you are a relationship coach and you are on this season of 90 day fiance Uh wow (laughs) i mean i so so i've watched 90 day fiance for a long time it's one of my guilty Guilty pleasures have found it very entertaining. I think it's a great show. Um, <laughs> so hilarious um, that that this worked out this way because I actually had no idea when you and I first connected. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know, one of the things I know dating as a relationship coach sometimes I d- I would not tell people that you know I don't want them to kind of hold me to the standard of oh well you're perfect in relationships right. Um, mm. But you went on national TV as a relationship coach on a dating show. Yeah. Uh, so just the bravery there. I just want to acknowledge that. Thank um, you. Yeah. And can you just share with us a little bit about what was that experience like? You know, a long distance relationship, I, to tell you the truth, I never thought I would get into one myself, really. I tried one didn't really work so i never thought i would just get into another one mm. but it turned out to be actually uh, the more i started looking into uh, to tell the truth before i get into any long distance relationship i started doing my my background search yeah. <laughs> and i realized that um building a relationship but uh, whatever relationship you try to build will take a lot of work and um you know will take a lot of work and trying to maintain now uh, a long distance relationship is going to take twice as much effort 
And when you look at the pop culture, the pop culture will tell us that, oh, long distance regime doesn't work. Right. But um, when I started looking into the research of long distance relationship, um, gosh, it was... Uh, I think in like a few years ago, five years ago, they did a uh, university um, studies in uh, Queen's University. There we go. Um, I was thinking of the band Queen's right now. It just <laughs> popped in. There we go. So, yeah, Queen's uh, University research, I think um, over a thousand um, relationships. And they noticed that there was more than three quarters of them um, heterosexual. Um, they, they found actually that the level of intimacy, communication, and commitment was, uh, it was as, as, uh, as high or if not higher for a long-distance relationship. So that was an interesting, uh, you know, th- th- those are the few things that I started looking at. And I'm like, oh, you know what? It sounds really weird saying it, but I went by statistics right now. I went in a long-distance relationship by statistics. True statistics, if that makes I sense. I love so, that. You are, <laughs> you are such an academic there. I, I love it. You went to the research. Okay. Correct. So that got me. I'm like, okay, you know what? Let's give it a shot. And um, that's that's clearly what they're saying right now. Let's let's try it. Let's see. And being a relationship coach, I thought I have, uh, I don't know everything, but I have enough knowledge to be able to tackle that situation and uh, and communicate and, you know, and be and be in a, in a space where we can grow, we can make things work. Mm. So prior to her, when, of course, when she came here, um, Avery, um, prior to her coming here, I was, I think it, it was, I, I was being, uh, to tell you the truth, I was super anxious. That anxiety was here. And as much as I tell myself, oh, I will meditate on it, I will breathe, you know, through it. Right. It was a very challenging moment because um, having a nearly a year of long distance relationship. Wait, it was not, a year um, before you met in person. Yeah, close to a year. Yeah, close to a year. And you so, guys, you met on IG, right? Correct. We met on IG, and that was that. a very, a very, um, yeah, a very. It was such a very interesting meet too at the same time. Never saw her face. We just, uh, I just liked a picture of hers, which was a food picture. And that started from there. And, um, and, uh, yeah, so then she came here and it was from, from the moment that this happened to actually the moment that she landed here. The, there was a lot of, um, do I want to do this? Um, do I want to commit to that? It's a long distance relationship. I have a son here. I have my family here. Uh, I'm very set. I have my business here what is going to be the next step from that, if that makes sense. So mm-hmm. there was a lot of questioning around, um, around that steps. relationship. Mm-hmm. Correct. So that's where you start being out of your heart and more in your mind because you're mm-hmm. always thinking of thoughts, which is creating emotion, which is creating actions. Mm-hmm. And I was stuck in that loop. And uh, there's a lot of people, even without being in a long distance relationship, which is like, you know, proximity, they are stuck in that loop too because they're always we see a relationship nowadays as going window shopping. Mm, you're so right. You know? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. And this is particularly for my anxiously attached folks, right? Cause they're mm, so in the forward thinking, planning, future oriented mode. Correct. They're really just trying to tick all the boxes or window shop, as you said, um, instead of being present with the Correct. Partner. Mm-hmm. Exactly, because we always feel like we can get something better if something. It's like you—you you must have heard about it. If a light bulb goes off in the house, you just—you don't change the whole house. You just change the, the light bulb. Light bulb. Right. And um, nowadays, it's like if one thing goes wrong in a relationship, people are not mm-hmm. willing to. I won't say willing, but they're not interested to make it work because like mm-hmm. they are always thinking that oh well, there's I have another option there. Mm-hmm. Go on Tinder and the find out. Yeah. yeah. So that's what we are facing nowadays. And I think that's why the long distance relationship was an extra um, challenge for, for uh, mm-hmm. or is an extra challenge for a lot of people because that those thoughts always comes into mind. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, wow, this is very hard right now. I want to get out of that. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, you start moving forward and you're like, okay, how can we communicate? How can we talk? How can we create passion? Mm-hmm. How can we cre- create intimacy? So it was, yeah, it was an interesting moment until she came and uh, um, it was an interesting moment. 
And what was it like just being on the show? Um, have you ever been on TV prior to this? No, I've never. Well, actually, no, actually, when I was a kid, yes. <laughs> I was, <laughs> that was like when I was, I think, eight years old. I was thrown on uh, the stage <laughs> without being wanted. <laughs> You've always been destined to be a TV yeah, star. Yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but I, I it, it was it was an interest it was a great experience to tell you the truth I had so much fun um, um, there was a lot of um, uh, emotion there was a lot of excitement I, I had a lot of fun like there's things mm. that I've never lived before that I was living and I was like wow that's really cool and uh, sometimes it's great sometimes it's not sometimes it's mm. uh, you know euphoric but um, mm. I actually yeah, I had, a, I had a good time. I have to say I had a good time. So you, and you feel like you grew in some ways. You tend to have to grow because you're put into situations that are exciting, that you're like, oh, this is a new feeling that I'm having right now. Um, okay, that's cool. I like that. And then you're put into a situation that you've never really experienced before. Oh, you have tried not to want experience and experiencing it then. And you're like, okay, um, that's, you know, you're in front of camera, you're in front of people. Um, mm. Yeah, you need, to, you need to, to, to do something. You need to, to find a way to actually handle that. And, um, and yeah, you just start thinking, you just find a way to, you know, you start growing. Because there's a story actually talking about that quickly. I'll just share this with you. There's trees, um, trees when you want them to grow. You actually beat them with a somewhat uh, look-alike baseball bat on the side of the truck trunk. So you beat them around at the very bottom just to mm. make them grow, which is a weird, weird, mm. weird theory actually. It's mm. because what happens in that moment is the tree is using its um, minerals, vitamins from and all those little things from the ground mm. because there's a crisis moment the tree is going through the root and coming from the soil. Everything starts like sucking up, trying to protect, trying to grow and trying to, to evolve, to be able to manage that, uh, that situation that is going on right now. So I love that metaphor. And I know you and I both are health and fitness folk. So that whole concept of, you know, you kind of have to break your body down and, and push your limits really correct. Um, in order to grow, correct. you know? So yeah, very, beautiful metaphor. It makes a lot of sense. And sometimes mm. we have to be willing to take the leap into scenarios that will have a lot of struggle and That's then true. a lot of growth. So yeah, like, like I said, I think it was very brave of you to go on this show. I have a lot of respect for you uh, for taking Thank the opportunity. You. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for that. I, I don't even know how you did it, but I did it. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Good. Oh, man. And gosh, you know, um, just to tell the audience listening, when, when does it come out? Like, oh, yes. Of oh, thank you, Morgan, for that. Yeah. Yes, it's coming out on the 23rd of February, which is in a week time. Oh, okay. actually, yes, something like that. Okay, great, great. I'm so excited to tune Yeah, in. so it's going to be... Yeah. You guys can tune in. You can see what ha what's happening. Are we together? We're not together. You guys can see while... Yeah, you will, you will just see I the love it. The audience <laughs> is going to get to have this lovely introduction to you and then follow along with what happens. <laughs> That's so exciting. I love it. <laughs> um, and then, you know... Before we move in, I mean, move on to um, talking about how to attract your um, ideal partner or the partner that's right for you. Was there anything else that you wanted to share about being on the show? Um, you know, uh, the reality, actually, that's, um, yeah, I wanted to actually say something about it too. And so uh, in uh, what I want to actually really share is the fact that actually no relationship is perfect. And uh, we are trying to be thinking that we need to be perfect to attract a perfect mm -hmm. relationship. No one is actually really perfect. Mm -hmm. And uh, the perfect, being perfect is to acknowledge your imperfection. That's mm -hmm. true, the true, the true reality of it. So we are always trying to create that perfect environment, thinking that when we have that perfect environment, um, 
the perfect person will come. But that's usually not the case. It's um, it's because of the fact that we feel like we are not uh, lovable enough in those moments. We feel like we are not uh, worth of that mm-hmm. love. So I feel like it's more about knowing yourself, understanding your weaknesses and your strength, and not um, feeding the weakness, but just acknowledging them and just managing them by also acknowledging your strength and by magnifying that strength to be able to, to of course, benefit you to move forward. So yeah, that's pretty much what I have to share with that. I love that. And you know, I love how, gosh, with relationships, it seems like it always can come back to the self-worth piece, right? So, so true. So true. (laughs) It always comes back to that core Piece, and I think that there's so much that we can project onto a partner. Or um, Brene Brown would talk about, you know, the story I'm telling myself is, um, mm-hmm. you know, so often we can get caught in a narrative that is just not true, but it's a narrative that's in line with our self worth, and we can project that onto a partner. So that is why your own self worth. Um, and really that awareness that you are good enough, you know, mm. is just so important for the foundation of showing up to the best of your ability in a relationship. Correct. Yeah. So true. And that's so, so beautiful you said, actually, because it is the mirror effect. Who you are as a person is what you will reflect back, um, to, you know, what, 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 what will be reflected back on you. Yes. So it's so yes. true. It's so true. Yeah. So, and in this line um, of uh, this topic here, what would be kind of your current top piece of dating advice or like what topics are you most excited about right now? Um, At the moment, actually, I'm really diving deep into, you know, I've been uh, open on uh, Tantra a lot for a while. Then I moved away from it and now I'm starting to really get into touch with Tantra lately. And um, that's what I've been really diving into for the past uh, year, year and a half. Mm. And, and Ash, um, I wonder with the audience, I wonder if they know what Tantra is. And I'm going to do full disclosure. When I hear that, I think of sex. Ah, so. uh, okay. No, th- <laughs> thank you for more. Actually, Tell me no, more. Thank you. No, thank you for saying that actually, because yeah, sometimes I'm not even you know thinking of that. But Tantra yeah. is more, it's actually, it's a way of living that we tend uh, to refer to as tantric sex. But right. then there's the Tantra side, Tantra yoga, Tantra way of being. So Tantra is more about connecting, about um, okay. connecting on a breath level, on a conscious level with your partner, mm. which can lead to sex or which can lead to connection. Mm. So okay. the, yes. the, 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 the sex part is not crucial. But it's the communication and the connection of the person by being by by okay. being in the now with your partner that is the most important. And to tell you the truth, and maybe half of the time it doesn't even lead to sex. It just leads to it's a nice feeling connection. that I'm having right now. It's the mm-hmm. connection. I'm sitting with mm-hmm. my partner. We are breathing together. Mm-hmm. We are touching our heart. We are sitting on each other. You know, in a mm-hmm. very um, nurturing way. This is actually tantra. It's the expansion of our conscious mind towards mm-hmm. ourselves and our partner. You know, and how important is this right now in the era of cell phones and distraction? And, you know, we can constantly be distracted if we want to be. So it seems like this would be more important than ever to have something like this. Correct. And there's many ways of doing it. And that's Tantra is one way. There's many ways of doing it. And, um, and, and simple ways just to tell each other, you know what, I will find some time. Well, let's, let's find some time. Sometimes it's actually good to create, to create a habit. You need to first write it down, um, see it visually, mm-hmm. tell yourself, I will do this verbally and start doing it. It just, you know, you, you, you start anchoring those points for them to work. So even if you have to, with your partner, you tell your partner, uh, girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, wife, you know what, maybe on a Saturday, um, we don't use our phone at all, only for emergency. We don't use our phone at all 
on a Sunday, we put, put, we put social media to the side, mm-hmm. we put the phone to the side, and we actually get to know each other more. We, we, mm-hmm. we go for a walk on the beach. Uh, we, we go for, to the forest, to, in nature. Nature is a great way to, co- to connect with your, with your loved ones. Right. By, you know, Mother Nature is, is nurturing, is caring. Yes. Is, um, you know? So connecting on those levels, um, just for even like 12 hours or one whole day, is mm-hmm. very, very important very important to actually bring couples together. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we've talked about conscious coupling and I've been really big on this concept of intention when it comes to relationships and how, you know, it really isn't about having the perfect relationship, but it's about being committed to the daily decision to show up and the process that is a relationship and being committed to growth. So, you know, as you're describing this, I'm going, well, the prereq for, you know, being able to engage in something like this is two people who are committed to growth and who want to take the time to connect because that, that would just be necessary in order to do this and, and do it well. Um, so true. Yeah. So true. And you know what you said right now is what we are struggling with in relationship because um, yep. when you, when we were talking about attracting the right partner or the the partner that you deserve, should I say? What yep. is the struggle that we have right now is we are um, we are um, we are we are blaming the other person if that makes sense. So yes. anything that we are we are trying to create the utopia of a great relationship mm-hmm. by by thinking along the line that my partner needs fixing. I need to fix mm-hmm. him or I need to fix mm-hmm. her. So the blame is never really, I won't say blame, but you're not really going within yourself to tell yourself, what am I, what, what do I need to be mm-hmm. to create that relationship? Who do I need to be? What do I need to be? How do I need to vibrate? Am I vibrating at a low energy right now or am mm-hmm. I vibrating at a higher energy right now? Because mm-hmm. a low energy will attract a lower vibration. Mm-hmm. High energy will attract a higher vibration. So those are the different, um, yeah, different ways we can look at a relationship now because we are soul, mind, and spirit. And, um, you know, when we take the, the fact that we are to the soul, the spirit, we, then we realize that and we recognize that we have that, that energy within us that uh, if we, we vibrate at a high energy, a high energy will come to us. If you vibrate, vibrate at a low energy, a low energy will come to us. Mm-hmm. So those so are true. the areas. Yeah. Those are the areas that you know, we need to actually um, maybe re- reframe, re- reconsider, should yes. I say. Yes. Yes. Being able to take, I, I talk about this too, being able to take ownership, right? Be able to look in the mirror and say, well, where am I, where am I at right now? Um, instead of looking for that partner that ticks all the boxes and, you know, is your quote unquote ideal person being able to say, what am I bringing to the table? You know, how, how am I showing up? I love what you said right now. Cause you know, we're always thinking that when that partner comes in my life, then I'll be happy. When that person comes through my life, you know, six foot uh, tall, Ferrari, tall, dark, and handsome, professional. You know, like I, I was guilty of that. I used to have. I literally had a list. I wish I could (laughs) find it. I would. I would love to find that list. (laughs) You know what? It's great. So what you said right now, it's it's great that you had that list because I always tell um tell um even my friends. Actually, I started telling that to my friends. Actually, that was ages ago. That's you just brought something to me right now. So I always told my friends. Write down all the traits and the qualities that you seek in your ideal partner and ask yourself, do you have those traits within you right now? Yes. Oh gosh. <laughs> how how powerful is that, Lord? Correct. If we if we could all kind of wrap our heads around that, I think dating would be um so change much. the game completely. Oh gosh, it would change the game, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Change the game completely. You're right, actually. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Well, this is so powerful and I so appreciate you. Um, I want to ask you one more question. Of course. So if you had just one message to give our audience, whether it's in general or about relationships specifically, what advice would you give them for improving their lives? Um, yeah, that's actually a really good question because um, let's put it that way. Respect equal to attraction. 
there is nothing noble in hurting someone, especially when we get into trying to be right. There's nothing, nothing noble in hurting someone. What is brave is when at uh, the point um, it is hurting. So someone hurts you at a point that uh, you're hurting, um, where you feel fear, um, where you feel your pride has been damaged, you still find a way to handle this situation with compassion and empathy. And the willingness to do that creates, creates true courage, if that makes sense. The willingness of being able to actually reach through your heart and not act on, uh, on something bad that has happened to you, but try to take a step back and think, okay, what did I learn from that? And how can I respond in a way that it will benefit me? It is the most challenging thing to do. But this is the this is where tr- true courage comes, you know, shines, mm. thrives, and um, people I feel needs to be more compassionate, empathetic about themselves mm. first, and yes, yeah, I love that you said <laughs> that because it's so true. We can only be compassionate to others to the level that we've been compassionate to ourselves, right? Um, which is so helpful if you have someone lashing out at you, you can go, wow, they must be pretty mean to themselves. <laughs> you know, it really frames that. So gosh, I love this advice. Thank you. I think the audience will really appreciate that. And it's so important for relationships and just your overall happiness in life. Totally. totally. Yeah. And Ash, just before we wrap up, I want to ask you, where can people connect with you? Where's the best place? Thank you, actually, for mentioning that, Morgan. The best place is on my Instagram, which is the Mind Body Coach. Um, connect with me there. Send me a, a DM. Send me a text message uh, through there. And uh, I have my website too there, so you guys can uh, can find me there. So it would be the best place to connect with me my, right. on my Instagram, which is the Mind Body Coach. Yes, go find Ash there, and you all know me at Dr. Morgan Coaching. And make sure that you screenshot this episode and tag us both because we want to hear your feedback and what parts you appreciated from today's episode. And Ash, I just want to say thank you so much. I feel like there was so much value in this interview and I really enjoyed this conversation. No, thank, thank you, you, Morgan. I appreciate the fact that uh, I'm here with you right now and I loved that conversation. So thank you so much for inviting me on your show. You got it. And everyone, as always, I am wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. I'll talk with you soon. You guys, thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate each and every one of you. The best way that you can thank me is by sharing this episode on Instagram, Facebook, and making sure that you tag me at Dr. Morgan Coaching. And it would really mean the world to me if you took just two minutes to leave me a five-star review on iTunes. This podcast is not free to produce, And the more that you help this little show grow, the more people will have access to this valuable information. So until next time, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. Thank you for being part of this community.